Hello, everyone, and welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, where we discuss tips and advice for making the most of your job search. Today, we're discussing how job seekers can build beneficial relationships with their recruiters and how doing so can improve your job search efforts. Joining me today is Sandra Smith, founder and president of Insight Talent Solutions. Sandra is also the author of the article, Recruiters, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, How to Build a Relationship with a Trusted Recruiter. Thanks for joining me today, Sandra. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Jenna, for inviting me. So the the last time we talked, we were talking about how to determine if a recruiter is a right fit for you. And today we're diving into more of how to build a relationship with a recruiter that you've chosen. To start off, I wanted to um, point out a common misconception that people sometimes have, and that is that when they're first building that relationship with the recruiter, they may think that it's the recruiter's responsibility to initiate everything, like every phone call, every decision that's being made in the beginning of the process. But why is it actually important for the job seeker to be actively involved in also fostering that relationship? That's a really good question, Jen. Thank you for asking. The reason that it's very important for the job seeker to be actively involved in fostering the relationship with a recruiter is kind of a multiple step situation. For example, when a recruiter is working with a candidate, if the candidate is non-responsive or if the candidate is not helping to advance the process of a specific search, The recruiter is going to start to have a lot of doubt whether or not that candidate is serious about the opportunity and is going to be more likely to want to pursue a different candidate for that particular job. It's very important that the candidate shows interest and involvement through the entire process. In that respect, the recruiter has much more confidence going to the employer and promoting the candidate's skills and abilities and really advancing that candidate's options to getting into that role and to help promote them throughout the process. And today we're talking specifically about your article on how to build a relationship with a trusted recruiter. And as you had mentioned, showing a lack of interest can be a big major don't when you're working with a recruiter. And I wanted to go through a few of the other don'ts that you listed in your article. The first one is don't try working with too many recruiters at once. Why would you say that this is generally a bad idea? Well, on the surface, it seems that, you know, more is better. But when you think about it, if a recruiter is working with you and they understand that you're working with many, many other recruiters at the same time, the recruiter's attitude is going to be one of disinterest because if they feel that they're tripping over and competing with a lot of other recruiters for the same you know, jobs, for the same market area and the same skill set, it gets to be a bit of a battle and there's a lot of difficulties that happen with the employers. And as a quality relationship with a recruiter, you don't want to get engaged in something where, you know, you're being submitted to the same employer by three different agencies, because then it just becomes, you know, you become in the middle of a battleground. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, it's generally a very bad idea. And further, if a recruiter does believe that you're working with multiple, their whole attitude towards you and their whole level of interest is going to diminish and they just lose a lot of respect for you because this is more than just throwing a lot of darts at a dartboard. This is being much more of a rifle 
shot, you know, shooting at that target without trying to, you know, overcommit yourself and, and not being very good to anything. Right. And I would think it would be confusing for the job seeker as well to be getting phone calls from different people and different jobs. It might be easy to get things mixed up if you're working with too many people. Oh, absolutely. You're going to be totally confused. That's a very good point as well. So for the candidate, it's better to be focused and know who you're working with and have a connection with that recruiter and a relationship to help you stay much more prepared for each individual opportunity as well. And then the second don't that you mention in your article is don't forget honesty is a two-way street. And we touched on this a little bit in our previous podcast, but why is the job seeker's honesty so important for the recruiter's role in what he or she is doing? Well, there's a good way to open that statement up is it takes 20 years to build a reputation and it takes five minutes to destroy it. So when you understand that the recruiter's reputation to get them, to get the employers to trust them to find the right talent is a real critical component. And when a candidate's dishonest, it's a reflection of the, not only the recruiter, but it just causes the client to start to have a lot of doubt. A couple of examples in where dishonesty can be very difficult is when you're not being truthful about compensation. If you're not being truthful about your education and other credentials that are related to your job, those are some very important factors that an employer depends upon when they're making a hiring decision and they look to the recruiter to work with the candidate to help vet that all out. If the candidate is not being honest about any of those factors, it's going to end up coming up eventually and it's going to sour the relationship for that employee to the employer. And it may actually cause at some point down the road, if there's been some dishonesty, that person could be terminated for not bringing it forward. So these are critical reasons. And I'm very careful about vetting candidates out. I ask them to verify if they have a certification, they have to prove it. If they have a degree, they have to prove it. We always talk about the compensation because if you're looking at a total package, everything has to match up and be correct. So that's why it's very important. You don't want to damage your reputation with the potential employer, and it's really a reflection of you and your personal character. And you had mentioned specifically compensation, education, different certifications are things that you have to be honest about. Are there any other types of things that you should be honest about with your recruiter when you're working through this process? Sure. Um, Job history is very important. It's real critical that if there is a a termination at one point, you have to be honest and say, you know, this job just didn't work out. It's not something you want to dwell on, but you do need to be honest about it. Because if you do a background check on an individual, that's going to come up. Gaps in service. I'm personally not a real big fan of people that use a functional resume. I'm very motivated to understand what was the progression of their work history? Why did they leave a job? And when you do a functional resume, it's a little bit more difficult to ferret that out. So I look upon seeing a real chronological work history, discussing each job change with the candidate so we can have an understanding. Most employers are going to be realistic to know that people make changes. Sometimes things don't work out. During the recession, there was a lot of people that were downsized. So just being upfront and honest about that, not dwelling on it, but just saying, you know, stating a fact and moving forward is a lot better than trying to work around the problems. And that leads into the next don't, which is don't neglect the golden rule when you're working with your recruiter. What are some things that job seekers can do to be courteous and respectful to their recruiters? It's really important 
for job seekers to be honest about their interest in a job and to follow through if they say they're going to send a resume or if they say they're going to prepare for an interview. All of those things are very important because when a recruiter takes a lot of time to help give that candidate information to help prepare them for that job interview or prepare them for what next steps are going to be, whether it be maybe a technical test or just understanding and doing research on the employer and asking good questions. Those are very important things that a recruiter depends on the candidate to follow through. So that's just that. You know, if you say you're going to call on Wednesday, call on Wednesday. If you're going to send your resume on Tuesday, send it on Tuesday. If you've got another offer and you don't think you're going to proceed further in that next career path with the current recruiter, or this recruiter, you're going to want to make sure that you're honest about that. I've had this happen where candidates will not be candid with us that they have three other offers on the table and they're just waiting for the highest bidder to come along. And then the employers are, you know, with their best effort trying to make this an offer. And then the candidate is just really using one employer against the other. And that's a very negative connotation that mm-hmm. I remember those candidates for a long time that, that do those kinds of things. So being honest, being upfront, what are the basic things that you as an, a job seeker are going to need to see in a job? What are the basic steps that you're willing to take? You know, be upfront about that and follow through as, on, as you've committed to. Speaking of being respectful and courteous with your recruiter, that leads us into the three do's that you do want to do when you're developing this relationship with your recruiter. The first that you list in your article is do maintain a respectful relationship even if things don't go as planned. What are a few examples of things you would say that could go wrong for the job seeker during the process? And how can they respectfully talk about these things with their recruiter? So a few things that can go wrong is perhaps the candidate didn't properly prepare for the interview. The interview didn't go well because the candidate wasn't ready to address certain things. That is one thing. Another thing that can go wrong is that you're late for an interview or something occurs beyond your control and you can't proceed in going forward in the process. You've gotten, let's say you've gotten another job offer and you're deciding to accept it and you don't want to pursue any other job opportunities. So those are some things that you really want to be interested to be upfront and honest about. We have a term called going dark when a candidate just stops responding and we don't know if they've lost interest, if something goes wrong. That's the one thing. If you're not interested, just say so. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're adults, we're professionals, and we don't expect every candidate to, you know, be that one candidate for that job. Be honest and just upfront and just say, you know, say the truth. And, and that is probably the best way to do it. If you are upfront and you talk to the you know, recruiter in a respectful way, they're going to continue to have high esteem for you. And perhaps down the road, that relationship may need to be, you, know, you may need that recruiter again for another opportunity in your career, and you want to maintain a positive outcome. And the second do that you list is do follow the advice of a recruiter your trust. So what type of advice might a good recruiter offer to a job seeker? What would be evidence that this is a good recruiter and that they're working well with you? For example, I can talk about one specific client that I worked with that didn't offer any more than one week's paid vacation per year. And the candidate that was coming on board had already accrued a few years of of vacation time and wasn't really that motivated for that reason. Otherwise, they really liked the job. 
So one of the things that I was able to do was work with the employer and we negotiated a compensation package that sort of paid her back for that vacation time that she was giving up until she accrued it back in the terms of the current employer's vacation policies. That's one example. And that's something that you probably wouldn't feel comfortable asking an employer directly. Mm -hmm. Another example is a lot of times we can negotiate things that may be, for example, vacation or PTO or specific bonuses. You know, there's things that we can discuss with the employer to help offset if you're making a, let's say you have to make some kind of concession so that it works so that you can take the job. We can often find ways to offset that that concession and make it a positive experience for both the employer and the employee. That's pretty much one thing. We do a workshop basically. And when I talk to candidates, I often will spend time with them before going in the interview. We'll actually have a real live workshop where we talk through different kinds of interview questions. I will give that candidate feedback on how I feel they've answered it. So I might say, they may say something about what one of their weaknesses are, and then I can help them you know, present a more positive outcome to that weakness or perhaps have them play up their strengths a little bit more. Sometimes people don't want to play up their strengths. And in the job interview, that's the time when you really have to, you know, promote yourself. And sometimes just having somebody give you that feedback before going into the interview can make the big difference. I've done this for over 20 years. Many candidates have told me that they felt that the preparation before the interview was a big help for them as they went through the interview. So those are just a couple of examples. Walking them through the resignation process is another thing that is really scary for candidates. You know, and they have to walk in and hand in their resignation. They feel all alone. If there's a counteroffer, there's different things that can happen after the candidate resigns. Mm -hmm. So you have somebody that's on your side. You can call them up. And you can say, oh my gosh, I'm really afraid. This, is, this um, resignation process is scary. I can help you write a letter, help coach you through you know, what that's going to feel like and, and what you can expect. And just to have someone there for you to help you out so that you're not feeling alone in that process is a big advantage to working with a good recruiter. Right. And as you had uh, mentioned with those examples, a, a recruiter is a coach, is a, a mediator. It, they fulfill a lot of different roles. And that actually leads into the final do you list in your article. Remember that the recruiter is a bridge between you and your next employer. So for job seekers who are working with a recruiter, maybe they have particular questions about a company or concerns. How can recruiters answer or find out these for them? Part of the process of you know, working with a client is we do like an intake session. And when we do an intake session, it, what that basically means is we're talking to the hiring manager, we're talking to HR, we're getting a copy of all of the company benefits, we're getting a detailed understanding of what the career progression of that job is like. So we're really getting orientated and educated by the employer, the hiring manager, the HR team on what the whole, in, the whole package is going to look like for that candidate. So what we can do, we can ask all those questions for the candidate, or I should say answer those questions for the candidate during the process of the original conversations that we have. So we can do things like compare their current insurance to the new insurance, compare their current PTO to the new PTO. We can talk about the responsibilities that would be within this organization, the career progression. And one of the questions I always ask the hiring manager is, tell me about a day in the life 
of this person and what they can expect their career transitions to look like. We can talk about whether the company has a mentoring program, what they can expect for reviews and what they can expect for you know, future growth. And we can talk about all those things to help kind of put that all aside so the candidate can really just focus on you know, talking and building those relationships during the process of the interview. Those are some of the things that we can do for them as a bridge. So bringing this all together, uh, considering the do's and the don'ts that we talked about, obviously the, the overall goal that both the recruiter and the job seeker want is to find that person a job. But what else would you say are the overall benefits of developing a trustworthy and a long-lasting relationship with a recruiter that you trust? Well, there's a lot. There's been a lot of candidates that I've talked to, gosh, 20 years ago that we still maintain a relationship. And, you know, sometimes they just want to bounce something off. They want to know, I'm in this job right now and I'm interested in asking for a pay raise or I'm interested in asking for more responsibility or I'm interested in asking for that next position. So you can, you know, kind of talk through that with your recruiter. And if you've built that long-lasting relationship, this trust bond, that recruiter is going to be more than happy to help talk you through those things. I've had one candidate who was, you know, in a job where he was doing work as a programmer and he he said his parents were in the medical field and they didn't really understand IT. And he wanted to transition his career over to become a business analyst and he just wasn't sure who to ask. So we had that conversation. I gave him some ideas. I I researched a few things and, and forwarded him some information of how he could transition from being where he was today to where he wanted to be. So that's just a few examples of how building a relationship with a, with a recruiter and a long-lasting relationship can be an advantage over the course of your entire career. So as we look to wrap up, I wanted to give you the floor here for the last minute or so just to share any final words of advice you may have for our listeners. Maybe they're considering working with a recruiter or they are working with one currently and they're hoping to build and develop an even better relationship. What final words of advice would you want to give our job seekers? So words of advice, if the recruiter that you're working with has a commitment to their profession, that'll be available on their website, their LinkedIn profile, or their social media. You'll see them providing relevant content to, to help that job seeker you know, maintain their career, progress in their career, and things of that nature. Then on a personal level, Having that relationship with the recruiter can be someone that you can pick up the phone and call and ask questions, those hard questions that you don't feel comfortable talking to your employer about. I laugh sometimes and say sometimes we're like a a priest in a confessional, you know, people kind of confess all of their doubts and fears to us. And then, you know, we can help give them some objective feedback. We can help them just kind of take five and, you know, talk it through. Those are things that are really, really useful and beneficial to having a good you know, not only recruiter, but kind of a career coach, a career guy that you can work with for your career. And, and that's, that's what I would say is, is probably some of the last words on this topic of advice. So build that relationship, maintain it, make sure you're actively engaged in it. You know, give and take is always important. And there you have it. You've been listening to Sandra Smith of Insight Talent Solutions share her insight on developing a great professional relationship with a recruiter. Thanks so much for sharing your expertise with me today, Sandra. Thank you. It was my pleasure. And I hope that this is a value to people that listen. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, email ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com or find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm Jenna Konar, wishing you the best of luck with your job search. <laughs>